Welcome back to Bless This Mess Podcast, where we'll be talking about all things fitness, faith, and whatever else we might think of that's a mess that needs to get blessed. Today, we have Miss Sierra. Yes. Can't wait to talk to her. We're going to talk to her about her journey, how she got started, not in fitness, but with the Lord. Yes. I work out, but I'm not you. I'm not you. (laughs) And with workout. We're going to talk about that too. We're going to talk about all those things because I know as a young adult, how old are you? 24. I'm 24 too. Okay. When you turn 25? In December. Okay. I turned 25 in August. Okay. So as a young adult and with culture yeah, and all the things you see on social media, Mm -hmm. the internet, it's easy to get in your head. It's easy to get really far away from God. Um, And it's not always easy to maintain that relationship or a certain level of faith or to not have so many fears. It's, It's really hard. Very. So... I know you went to LDU. Yes, Old Dominion University. Did you graduate? I did. I did. I graduated in 2019. Okay. Um, which actually worked out. Because Wait, 2019? 20, so you graduated early. Yes. So I graduated early. I came in as a second semester freshman because I had credits from high school. And so I ended up graduating in December of 2019, which was actually the last graduation before the pandemic. So oh, wow. I was actually very blessed, very happy. Um, so graduated uh, with a degree in psychology. I thought I was going to go into counseling. Oh, we have a lot to talk about. We have so much to talk about. What's crazy is I really thought I was going to go into counseling and um, psychology and working with children. Um, and now I'm in ministry. So it totally took a turn. And I thought I was going to do interior decorating, design. Like, I had all these plans. I saw that. I have, yes. I Wait, started. so when you say in ministry, we're in it. I mean, we see you in it. Yes. We see you on the stage. I'm in it. So what does in it consist of? Yeah. So um, currently I work for the Life Church RVA, which Mm -hmm. is a church um, here in our city. And Mm -hmm. so I um, serve as our communications director and oversee pretty much um, all things like social media, Mm -hmm. what we communicate from the stage, what we communicate from the platform, Um, just our email, like just anything you think of communications, I kind of help see. Um, I have the opportunity to be a part of our creative direction. So what are we doing for our sermon series and all this thing so I literally like when I say I'm in ministry like I actually work for a church mm-hmm. um, but ministry comes in all different forms this is a ministry right here mm-hmm. doing a podcast so ministry certainly doesn't have to look just like being in a church, being in a church. Um, but what was crazy was I um, had done a fast in the top of 2021 in January and I remember so clearly God just saying um, you're going to go into ministry And I was like, Lord, no. Like, I literally laughed. I was like, LOL, not me, Lord. Um, (laughs) And he was like, yeah, you. And I just remember being like, I'm too messed up. I'm too jacked up. I've done too much. I've gone too far. Like, there's no way God could use me and allow me to be in ministry. And six months later, I um, was in the church and working. And I've been there now two years. So it has certainly been a journey. But it has been God and God alone. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all, I go to the life church. Yeah. And so I'll see Sierra around and I've seen her at ODU. I went to ODU. I didn't finish though, but I am going back to Virginia state this fall okay. to finish my psych yes, degree. That's why I was like, wow, we have a lot That's to talk about. Crazy. Okay. And so I would see Sierra Ooh, and I, I would want to have this conversation. You saw me at, but no, at church. Oh, church, praise the Lord. Cause <laughs> I was at a lot of different places at ODU. Right. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but you know how you say like, ah, uh, I was so messed up. Like, I went too far. I did too much. How can God use me? Like, wait, pause. Let's rewind real quick. So how you said it doesn't, ministry doesn't have to look like that. Like, I struggle because I'm like, how do I, I want to, God use me. Like, I want to combine 
my fitness with what I do here because yeah. I know how I'm able to use my gifts to yeah. build women up. Yeah. And so I would think the mm-hmm. same thing. Like, it's okay. Man, that's so crazy. <laughs> I promise it's okay. Okay. And I would just think like, dang, like, I'm too messed up. Like, so I know other people think like that. That's why I brought that back up. So what, if you don't mind sharing with us, what what are some of those things that you were like, no, but I went too far with this thing. Yeah. Or what if this thing, or, you know, those things that are just like, might haunt you a little bit. And like, and then what point do you get to where you're like, those things don't matter? Mm, yeah. How did you step into it? Yeah. No, that's such a good question. Um, so truthfully, like when you said you saw me at ODU, I was like, man, that's really crazy because there is a version of me at ODU that um, I'm like, man, when people be like, oh, I remember you from school. I'm like, what part do you <laughs> remember? What's crazy is I went into ODU with this ambition of I wanted to start a Bible study on campus. And um, oh, wow. my roommate and I, we actually did. Mm-hmm. It started in our dorm room and uh, it ended up going so big that we were in the community room of our like dorm area and so um, I just remember being so eager to go into college with like probably one of the very few people who go into college like oh I'm going to start a bible study and I'm so excited to bring the Lord to campus but I was so excited I just knew like all right I'm going to go to school and I'm going to introduce people to Jesus and so we started this bible study and it went great but as I was doing the bible study um, I started getting introduced to things of the world and And so I started, you know, drinking and I remember going to my first party and they were passing around a blunt and they were like, Sierra, you smoke? And I was like, no, like I don't smoke. I've never smoked a day in my life. And they were like, oh, hit this, hit this. Um, And I remember just feeling so like, oh my goodness. I felt like that was really my first experience with peer pressure. I felt like in high school, I didn't really go out to parties or do anything or was never in predicaments where I felt like there were so many people looking at me to do a thing um, that everybody else was doing at that. And so I just remember in that moment, I'm a people pleaser. So I was like, I need to look cool. I need to like tell people that like I'm that girl basically. So I was like, I'm gonna hit the blunt. So I did it, did it wrong, sis. First and foremost, it was not, <laughs> did it wrong. Um, but I just remember in that moment, I felt like that was like the spiral of me starting to like, come out of kingdom and more into culture Mm -hmm. and I remember then it was like this rust like this wrestling with identity that I kept fighting of like knowing that I was called and I grew up in church and so I've always been in church I went to a Christian school all of these things and so it was like I knew I had this calling I knew God had anointed me with a gift and um I just felt that personally but then it was like the world was so loud and it looked fun and it seemed fun and it seemed like everybody was just like living their best life and I was like I want to do both I want to do both I want to be in girl I wanted to be in the kingdom and I wanted to be in the world Mm -hmm. and for the longest time I thought I was doing it I was like oh yeah like I'm the church girl people knew like oh if you have a question about God you can go and talk to Sierra Mm -hmm. um but then it was like oh if you want to have a good time you can also go and talk to Sierra Mm -hmm. and so I just kept going, doing this tug of war. It's almost like I always use the example of like, um, that's a raven in Hannah Montana and how in that show, like they lived a double life. So it was like they had their close friends who knew both versions of them. But then they also had certain people who only knew them in one form and certain people who only knew them in the other. But with culture, it's like you see all of it. And it's like people are at parties and posting videos on Snapchat and Instagram and all this stuff. And it's like, that's Sierra. Ain't that the girl who lead the Bible study? And all this stuff. And it was like, girl, you're wild. Like you just out here wild and doing your own thing, but you're also trying to proclaim and profess like the word of God and lead people. And people ended up telling me like, you're confusing me. 
Because it's like in one moment you are leading this Bible study and leading me to the Lord. And the next, like the very things that I struggle with, you're doing. And so I don't get it. Mm -hmm. And so I remember just going down this this path of drinking and smoking, um, got in a relationship and started having sex and doing all this stuff. And it was like. I just kept losing myself more and more as I kept going down this hole, but at the same time trying to like still hold on to Christ and still like tell people about him. But my life and what I was saying were two different things. They contradicted each other. And so it got to a point where um, I got so low and I got so far from God that I just was like, I don't like, I don't see purpose for my life anymore. I don't see how God could use me anymore. Um, And it was actually in that moment where I finally just like, got down on my knees and was like, God, I can't live like this. Like I came to the end of myself and scripture talks about dying to our flesh all the time and that we have to, you know, pick up our cross and die daily is a physical, it's almost like a physical dying, but certainly a spiritual one and an emotional one and a mental one where you have to really lay down um, your mindset, the way of living and say like, God, I pick up what you have for me. And so I had finally gotten to that place where I was just like, Lord, I lay my life down. Um, And it was there that God revealed who he was to me. He was a God of restoration. He was a God of love. He was a God who was slow to anger. He was a God who was compassionate. He was a God who really goes after the one, even when the 99 are, you know, going one way. He comes after that one sheep and I was that one sheep Mm -hmm. and he came after me. And so um, it was in becoming close with him and walking with him that God began to strip away the shame and the guilt because if I'm honest the shame and the guilt was like that chokehold it's almost like the hangover after like it's like you it's not even that you did done the things anymore it's okay like I've come to terms with the fact that I've done that and I've been that girl I've been that person but like how do I stop feeling bad about it like I like I was okay today tomorrow I'm not now I'm okay again for a while but then it comes back up you know it keeps trying to suffocate you it's the it's the enemy no literally and it's like you would have I would have these triggers where it's like I had come so far in a thing but it was like my friends were still you know living in a way that I was no longer trying to live and I I would see you know Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat everybody love to show you the memories the flashbacks of like where you were this Mm -hmm. year you know this time last year and it's like those things were literally triggers of like girl look at you it was like almost like I physically would look at pictures and be like I don't recognize you like you literally look different oh wow I had a moment like that I had a moment like that in Cali. Yeah. I was doing a journaling exercise, and one of the, um, a part of the prompt was to look in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself. Mm. And girl, I looked in that mirror, and I was like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> who are you? Yeah. Like, I really didn't recognize myself. I couldn't tell myself I love myself. I didn't even know who she was. Yeah. And so as I'm just sitting there looking in the mirror, just staring at myself, like, I mean, every part of myself, like picking myself apart, like, how did you get like this? Yeah. Like, what happened? Yeah. And it, it's gotten so far. Like, you took it too far. Yeah. You took it way too far and you really don't recognize yourself. And so I that's when I like really, really started, like, really, really working on myself. Like, yeah. I was working on myself before. But once I realized, like, okay, Tamisha, you can't even tell yourself that yeah. you love yourself. Yeah. You don't recognize yourself. Yeah. That was, like, a different... That was different. Yeah. And, and I think... I, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I think the beauty of, of God and in me looking back and seeing that difference is, like, there really is a, a change that happens when you fully give your life to Christ. And there really is a... Um, just a shift in your life and... That in sh- talking about shame and guilt and talking about, you know, that 
it's just like this crippling thing that I finally had to really just bathe myself in scripture and who God was and what he said about me. Mm -hmm. Because what the enemy will try and do is make you believe lies about yourself Mm -hmm. and, you know, continue to put the sin that you did and all the stuff that you did wrong in your face so that you felt like, oh man, like God's disappointed in me. And one of the things that freed me is like, God can't be disappointed in you. Mm -hmm. In order to be disappointed, you have to be surprised by something. God is all knowing. So nothing comes as a surprise to him. So the sin that we committed that we thought was going to keep us away from God, God knew we were going to do it before we even did it. And so it was like, I kept finding myself going further and further away from God after I would sin because sin ultimately separates us from him because mm-hmm. he can't he can't exist around sin like he is a God with no no sin he knows no sin and so um it was like I kept finding myself drifting back like the shame and the guilt would continue to pull me back but it was like the more I would put myself in scripture and read about who he was and what he said about me Mm -hmm. I was like shame and guilt is not from him he literally died on the cross so I wouldn't have to live this way Mm -hmm. and it's like paying for something it's like if I bought you something that you know will make your life better Mm -hmm. and it's like hey I bought this for you I want you to have it um this is gonna make your life better and then you never use it and your life keeps falling apart it's like sis I literally bought this for you so the thing that you keep struggling with you don't have to struggle with it anymore and that's how we treat salvation God is like I literally died on the cross that was I purchased basically I said that I don't want my children to have to be separated from me and so in order for that to not happen I died on the cross and it's like that was the ultimate price that he paid in order for us to dwell in his presence and it's like we keep running away from his presence because we feel as though we're not worthy to be there and it's like no like I literally died on the cross so you wouldn't have to to feel that shame and feel that guilt and feel like you have to be removed from me and so that was the biggest thing that I had to learn that like Sierra you are a child of God you are a daughter and he loves you and you are chosen he looks at you and says like you are my daughter in whom I'm well pleased and I had to like make that my identity not the sin not what I did not my mistakes it was who God had called me to be and who he said I was was what I had to really meditate on and say like and say that to yourself like repeat that to yourself we live in such a culture of like self-affirmation and speaking things it's like no I'm going to speak the word of God over my life because it's true um and that's what he says about me so would you say that because you you said you had to learn these things and you had to ultimately you know follow what God said of who you are and you know learn his character yeah. by reading the Bible would you say that you still struggle with those things or is it do you think it's a consistent thing that you have to pour into yourself like yeah. do you struggle with like temptation mm. things of the world like <laughs> yeah do, do you like i just want to be real like yeah, we're yeah. young like we're like certainly you, you turn on you get on instagram if i hop on instagram right now let, let's see what might pop up let's see what's on let's see what's on your timeline your timeline gonna tell you about yourself soon <laughs> megan the stallion real hot girl shit. real hot girl that's what that's, that's the first thing <laughs> that pops up Meg the stallion. and so if that's girl. what we're seeing yeah real hot girl shit Ooh. Act bad all summer. You see uh, Diddy with Carisha. And, you know. All the things. He has baby. You just see all these crazy things. And, honestly, it's making a lot of younger girls want that lifestyle that they don't even know. Mm -hmm. You don't even know what comes with that. Yeah. (laughs) That is, that is, that's a whole nother lane and league of things, of of cans of worms to open. But it's like seeing all those things, like, do you ever get tempted to, like, wonder or question, like, well, 
Because, you know, sometimes walking with God is it's a patient process. Yeah. You is, know? Yeah. And a lot of the things that you see in culture, it's not of patience. Yeah. It's of right now. Yeah. You know? So do you ever, like... Had those temptations? Yeah, yeah, no. That's a great question. And I would be lying if I said that I was over here as some perfect Christian, never mm-hmm. fail, never um, experienced temptations and things like that. Um, th- all of this was so much to unpack. I think one of the first things you had asked was... Um, Basically, how do I, um, is it ever hard for me to, you know, go back to scripture and walk with God? Um, It is not always, I think sometimes we assume like with Christians that people, like Christians just wake up and they're like, praise Jesus. Good morning, Lord. I am here to read the word. It's not always Mm -hmm. like that. There are times, scripture literally tells us like, I will command my soul to bless the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you really have to command yourself. You have to tell yourself, I know you don't feel like it today. I know your emotions are going crazy. I know what happened at work, what happened at school, what happened in your relationship is hard. And sometimes the last place you want to go is your Bible. Um, But I have found that every time that I actually tell myself like, See or no, pick up the Bible, even if it's just reading a verse, reading a chapter, something small. I've like God gives you what you need every time. Listen, sometimes, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> hold on, y'all. <laughs> sometimes I would literally hold on. Take I'll, a <laughs> I will literally open my Bible. I'll be like, all right, God. Sometimes I'll go, I'm gonna be honest, I'll go weeks, yeah, and I will not touch that Bible. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, like, why I'm starting to get confused. Stuff is getting confused. Yeah. I don't, why is this happening? I don't understand this. Yeah. What am I supposed to do here? Stuff starts getting blurry and confusing because I'm all the way over here. God all the way over here. All the way over here. I'm all yeah. the way over here. He's all the way over here. Yeah. And so, of course, things are getting confused. And, of course, it doesn't look right. That's like, okay, this past weekend I was in Atlanta. I'm off my journey. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm off my routine yeah. yeah and it's hard to get back into it it's hard to get back into that first meal of breakfast it's yes. hard to get back into that sleep pattern because yeah. i'm so far away from it yes and so i started thinking about that last night in the kitchen like dang like that's how i be with god sometimes like i'll get so far away i'm confused and i don't even know how to pick it back up yeah. and but whenever big. i sit down <laughs> yeah and i'll be like all right god i'm read my bible i'm like i'm just gonna flip it open mm-hmm. tell me where to go yeah child i'll just flip my bible open why is it exactly what i need Every, every time every time, time. every time every time every time exactly sometimes it's gonna be like lord what is this <laughs> or you gotta flip around a little bit but i believe that like every time you it's the living word mm-hmm. so it's like everything that we need is in the book it's oh our God, instruction you, guide that we have this whole book a whole book that tells you everything literally nobody everything. wants to pick it up <laughs> and we be acting me. like i don't know what to do i'm struggling and it's like no like I've given you my word and so it's just important it's become like a spiritual mu- it's like building muscle like when you think about fitness you know you'll be able to speak to it more than I can but you know when you're building a muscle in order for it to become strong and become you know all that the muscle can actually be like you have to work it mm-hmm. and so I'm sure you don't just go and pick up these huge heavy weights and start no. lifting and start doing all these squats it's like no your muscle's not prepared and your muscle is not built or equipped to carry such a heavy weight and it's like we keep trying to carry all these heavy weights and we have not worked the muscle. We have not worked our spiritual muscles. And it's like... You got to start with the endurance. Muscle endurance comes before you strengthen it, okay? So endure the endurance and the word. Like, just starting with the scripture and, you know, take a scripture day by day and start working with it and, and diving into it. And I believe, like, as you... It becomes, like, 
a desire rather than checking something off your checklist. Mm -hmm. Because that also was something that I struggled with at one point of my of my life and my walk with Christ was that I felt like my devotional was me checking something off the list and I was looking at it as oh, here's my Christian to-do list. Today I need to read my Bible, pay for someone's call. Like, it's like I'm going down this checklist and it's like, no, you're in a relationship with God. When you think about a relationship or a friendship, you want to be in communication with them. You want to talk to them. And when you're not talking to them, it's like, we good? Like, what's up? Where you what's at? You? Where you been? And it's <laughs> yeah. like, God is the same way. The word tells us he's a jealous God. And in a sense of like, these are my children. These are people that I love. Like, I've literally laid my life on the line for them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, y'all don't even want to talk to me. And when you do talk to me, it's You're asking too, me for something or you can asking about me, something. asking me for something, complaining about something and telling me you don't have time. Like I'm getting the crumbs of your day when I'm the reason you got breath. I'm the reason you woke up this morning and you're giving me the bare, the bare minimum. And I still, I, I'm not perfect, y'all. I'm not saying I'll be in my Bible six hours of the 24 hours in a day, but like I had to like realize that no, and the desire began to burn in me like now it be because I've worked this muscle so much, it's it's become muscle memory. It's like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, my spirit is longing for the word. And it's like, I need to know, like, God, I can't go through this day. I can't go to work without you. I can't go into this relationship without you. I can't go into this next thing without you. And it's like, I'm not like, I don't want to be outside of what you're doing. So, Lord, I need to hear from you today. And it can look different. It can look like doing a devotional on the Bible app. It can look like opening your Bible and reading a whole book or a whole chapter or some verses. Like, But I, I just think it, prayer and like getting in the word and just spending time with God, it's the answer to everything. It's literally the answer. Um, but as far as, you know, the temptation goes and, and seeing culture and social media, it certainly is, I think, one of the biggest things that was hard for me in my transition and I call it a transition because you know scripture tells us that therefore in Christ we become a new creation mm -hmm. um and so the oldest past news come, like we become a new creation when we walk with God and so it's like this shedding of our old self and there was just like this moment in time where I remember um you know my Instagram like going through and like having to like delete pictures that I was like, I don't know if this is like pleasing to the Lord. And like, I got some pictures on here where I'm like, I, I, you know, the intention of this photo was not to glorify God. And mm -hmm. so it's like, I had to make these changes, but then I was like, man, like, well, am I going to lose followers? Are people going to still like me? Am I going to fit in with culture? And it's like, see, like you weren't placed on this earth to fit in with culture. You're different. Mm -hmm. You're called, you're set apart you're chosen and so what your life looks like it's it's not going to align with what the world looks like mm -hmm. um and that's okay I think that's my main struggle yeah if I, not even my main struggle but that's a big struggle for me because like with fitness mm -hmm. your body's glorified yeah like with the thing that I do is like oh your body this body that body goes this body 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 I'm like bro I've never started working out for a body mm. That was just a blessing. Right. It comes with it. You know, yeah. it just came with it. Yeah. Literally, it came with it. And so it's it's a struggle because you hear you hear so many different things. Mm -hmm. You hear like, oh, girl, you look good. Yeah. And then you hear stuff from other people that might be like, oh, well, wasn't she just like how you said, wasn't she just at church mm -hmm. talking about God? But then some, I sit back and I think like, well, God can't still love me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or yeah. I can't still. And then it's like, is it, is it straddling that fence? Yeah. Of yeah. Being of the world and being, you know, yeah. with God. Like, am I straddling a fence? Am I not? Am I good, God? Right. Like, we good? Right. Like, I know I'm half naked, but are we good? <laughs> and I think a lot of it boils down to personal conviction. I think mm -hmm. a lot of times 
us as Christians and people like we try and put our convictions on other people mm-hmm. and conviction essentially is just like what is the Holy Spirit you know telling sa- you. saying to you like mm-hmm. mm, that's actually not right sometimes people have different convictions mm-hmm. for me I might be like oh I am drinking convicts me but for you you're like no drinking doesn't convict me mm-hmm. I drinking doesn't convict me I'll have a glass of wine whatever but like that was an example but there are things that like God may place on my heart that I'm dealing with and I'm struggling with and he's like the Holy Spirit's like, no, like that's not for you where somebody else that might not be their that might not be their struggle. That right. might not be their conviction. Um, and so I think it's important that we're careful on how we place our convictions oh, on other people. people. Um, and I think that we have to have such a um, just a awareness of our identity and who God has called us to be and what he's called us to do. And then walk fully and boldly in that. So when people do try and attack you and say like, well, isn't this the person who used to do this? And isn't that like, Paul is one of my favorite people in scripture. And in Acts 9, we find like, that's the story of Paul where he, um, his name was Saul and he has an encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus. And um, basically he's blinded by the light. He goes away. He's blind for three days. Somebody comes and gets him and, um, then it's like he he regains his sight and he goes and he begins to proclaim the word of the Lord. But before this whole interaction happens, he was actually killing and persecuting Christians. Right. So the man, he was wild. He was wilding. <laughs> um, but he goes out and he begins proclaiming the gospel. The Bible says immediately. And then the verse right after that, it says that the people of the town and the Pharisees and everybody was like, isn't this the man who used to persecute Christians? And it's like. People are always going to choose to remember you how they want to remember you, but you can't allow how they remember you keep you from who God has called you to be. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you have to know that, yes, I used to do this. Yes, I used to drink. Yes, I used to smoke. Yes, I used to dress crazy. Yes, I used to have sex. Yes, I used to do all these things, but God has called me to this now and I'm walking fully in who God's called me to. Okay. Not the clearing of the throat. Yeah, let's get uh, let's get into it. <laughs> we young, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> I keep going back to that because you know it's it's the, fa- it's the key factor. Sometimes key. you get to read in that Bible, and it's like you sh- God was that just what they said, or did God really say yeah. that? Because <laughs> one of the like, one of the things that I struggle with within the Bible, right? It's not even like I struggle with it. Like oh, I just. You know, but I just, the premarital sex, like mm-hmm. I just, like, so, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I am weak. Well, you already crossed that line, yes. that boundary, mm-hmm. okay? You've already crossed that boundary. It's not easy to just be like, all right, well, now I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. Let me just wait until yeah. the right man comes along and put a ring on my finger, like, yeah. God, first of all, how long is that going to take? Right. Like, when he coming, can you let me know? Can I get a date? It might help a little bit in my waiting And then season. I need you to come with him. Yeah, please. I need you to come oh, sit with oh. him and let, introduce him to me. Don't let him introduce himself. Certainly. Okay. I need to know, boy. I need to know. Before we cross any <laughs> right. lines. But I just, a sick girl, and I'll read that scripture, and I'll read them over. And then you know I've been married before, so then I'll go read those scriptures, and I get real scared because I'm like, well, I'm a divorced woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so sometimes I run away from those scriptures because I don't. <laughs> I don't even want to see them. I don't even want to see them. That's, that's hilarious, actually. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay. So, how do you do it? Yeah. Um, so, I have been um, abstinent for. Th- I'm. I was trying to do the math in my head and think of the word I was trying to use. Um, for it'll be three years in November. 
Um, I think what has to happen uh, to your point, you're not alone. A lot of people read those scriptures and read the Bible. And be like, and oh no. Like, and then that's when we be trying to We live pick and choose. In world. Yes, and, that's when. Mm-hmm. We be trying. We like both. alter the Bible. Like, I'm gonna praise the Lord on Sunday, Bible. but I'm gonna do right. this on Saturday. Exactly. But I'm gonna go to church on Sunday, so we all good, right? And it's like I'll we be, be making up our that. own version. <laughs> I used to do. I my past. I used um, to do that. <laughs> I think what had to happen because it's right. I I shared earlier, like I, you know, fell into sex and things like that, and went down that journey. Um, but what had to happen for me was I had to one see myself the way guys like saw me, mm-hmm. and recognize like what it meant for my body to be a temple um and what it meant for me to like me as a being like i house the holy spirit he is with me in all things no matter what he don't just escape when i'm in sin like the holy spirit is with me at all times and Mm -hmm. um and then it got to a point where i got so close with god that what broke god's heart began to break mine Mm -hmm. and sin breaks god's heart Mm -hmm. because sin separates us from him from him and so it's like, as I'm living in sin, I'm separating myself from God. And it's like, it was like this image of God being like, see, no, daughter, no, like, please don't, don't go back. Don't go back. I'm right. Like, we're here. We're here. And it's like, I kept slipping and kept going back and going back. And it got to a point where it was like, I loved God so much in our relationship so much that I was like, God, I don't want to break your heart no more. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt you anymore. I don't want to look at this sin and just keep picking and choosing like what I'm going to do what I'm not going to do and think that it's all like fine and dandy like no like I'm tired of slipping because it's like you'll slip back and then we talked about shame and guilt and it's like Mm -hmm. that shame and guilt will creep up and now I'm back in the cycle of feeling like oh man I've made God upset I've disappointed God and I was like girl I was in this this cycle of like being broken Mm -hmm. and I was like I don't want to live like this anymore I love God too much and I love like who he's called me to be. And if I'm, if the word says that I'm a temple, then I need to act as such. So you just made a choice. I made a choice and I made a decision, but there has to be a, like, it has to be a heart pocket. Like, cause I'm, and I suck at making decisions. I be saying I'm gonna work out and be fit all these times and I slip and I fall and all these things. But there came a point where it was like, no, like going back to the command of my soul, like I'm commanding my soul. My heart is in the posture of like, no, I love God too much. And that's not to say that there's not other sins that, you know, I think a lot of times we put certain sins above the others and look at them as big things. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I'm some perfect person who doesn't break God's heart ever. I certainly do. Um, but I think that became such a biggest, the biggest, one of my biggest convictions because of the trauma that came with it that I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Of having sex? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And so it's been hard. It's been really hard. And so I'm like, I've certainly had moments where I'm like, Lord, and I'm dating. I'm in a relationship. And I remember, like, when I got in a relationship, I was like, all right, it's one thing when you're single, but then it's one thing when you're in a relationship. relationship. Um, But it's super important to be with someone who is also on the same journey as you. And um, just being equally yoked with someone is is key because I tried to do the whole, like, oh, I'm going to save my boyfriend. And, you know, he he had God first in the Instagram bio, so at least he know the Lord. Um, but he go to church on Easter and Christmas, and that's it. And he got some tattoo script, like, some, some scripture <laughs> What about tattoo. the girls who are like, girl, they don't exist. Girl, guys that's going to wait, they don't exist. Yeah. Like, um, I'm in a living testimony that they do. Okay. They really, they do exist. She said they do. They do. I promise you they do. Shout out to mine. Um, they do exist. And mm-hmm. I think it's all about just waiting and knowing that God, like God formed us. He knitted us. He knows how we're made. He knows what we need. And I believe that, you know, if you desire marriage, if you desire a relationship, 
trusting God with that, submit that request, submit that desire, like, Lord, I want to be married. Lord, I want to have a family. And Lord, I want to do it the way your the scripture tells us to. Like, sex, the thing is, is like, sex was created by God. Yeah, yeah. God designed our bodies for sex. So it's like, he wants like he wants us mm-hmm. to have sex, but it's like it has to be in the right container and right in the right. Um, it has to be contained, and it's like soul ties are very real. Mm-hmm. And in the in the Bible, like sex was how people became one. Like that was marriage. They won't know renting out these venues and spending ten thousand plus dollars on on weddings. It was like that was the union that brought two people together. And scripture was like covenant was huge. So it's like you're breaking this covenant by having sex with this person, and like you're becoming becoming one and that like that's essentially what we're doing when we're having sex like nothing changed about it like mm-hmm. that's still the same and so it's like we keep coming in covenant with all of these people it's like imagine really thinking about all the people you've been with and being like i'm married to all of them <laughs> Whew, man hate that for me <laughs> really hate it for me um and it's like you you know how that, do we divorce them <laughs> deliverance people, prayer <laughs> like it's people truly talk about those soul ties how do we divorce them <laughs> It, it's truly deliverance. I, I believe that like finding, you know, like praying, praying over yourself and denouncing the spirits and um, just the things that have been attached to you from any type of, you know, spirit, whatever. And yeah, not claiming that and going through, yeah, just the process of deliverance and prayer um, and sanctification and just like really beginning to live a life that because God can't heal you from it like mm-hmm. you can't be healed from it and it doesn't have to be something that you continue to carry but there is like this ongoing process of like the sanctification and the healing of it and um letting it go and it's important but I'd be like sis don't I know it's hard I know it'd be real tempting they'd be looking real nice and summertime they have it on a no. great shirt. like <laughs> it's like it'd be tempting but it's like it's, it's not, not even tempting it's it's just not it's not I think when you've been it. like you said you've been through a lot and you've experienced a lot of trauma with it like me I've been pregnant a few times yeah I've had a few abortions you know just different things you experience being with these people like I think okay this is very vulnerable but be vulnerable sis I think one of the things that bothers me, like, within my life is you have people that come into your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very loving person. Yeah. You know, I, I can't help myself. Mm-hmm. Like, that's who I am. Yeah. And so I'm glad that after all the things I've been through that hasn't changed about me. But sometimes it sucks. Yeah. Because <laughs> you'll have people come into your life and they see how you are. Mm-hmm. So obviously they want to be around that. They want to be loved like that, yeah. you know. But they'll tell you that they love you and then they'll show you something different. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I've had a pattern of this though. Yeah. Like I've it started with my parents. Like to keep having people come into your life, I love you, then they show you that they don't and yeah. then now they're gone. Right. You know, and so like with sex, it's just like what's the point? Yeah. Like once you're once you're done, once you're finished, what's the point? Why did you just do that? Yeah. How do you feel? How do like, you feel? You feel like trash. You feel you feel disgusting. You feel like trash. Yeah. It's like, like why you keep why you keep doing this to yourself? Why do you keep doing it to yourself? Like it, it becomes deeper than just what your flesh yeah. feels. Like yes. your body might feel great for however it's long temporary. you want. Like it's, it's tem- temporary fix. It's temporary. So it's like all the temporary fixes and vices. Like those were my convictions. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily like send this free yourself. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying. It was more so of like 
these are the specific things that are holding you yeah. here in yeah. the space that you're in. This is why your mind is trapped where yeah. it is. This is why you can't get to this next level of yeah. that because you're stuck, yeah. trapped here. Yeah. Like you won't free yourself. No, literally. Like choose yourself. And God gave me a visual one time. I remember that um, I was thinking of the scripture of like Psalms 23 when it talks about like being in green pastures and God just gave me this visual of literally like this open field green pastures beautiful thick grass and it was like as far as the eyes could see um and I was placed in that green pasture but I was inside of a cage and I was inside of the cage with the key inside with me and God was like I've allowed you for like with me, there is freedom. In the presence of the Lord, there is joy, there is freedom. Everything we need is in the presence of God. And so it's like, you have committed yourself to me. You, you say you're a Christian. You say you believe in me. You say you follow me. Um, and because of that, you then have access to all of these things, freedom. He's given us dominion over the earth. And you have all of this permission, all of this authority, all of these things. And it's like, you're sitting in it in a cage. And you have the key to let yourself out. But all of the sin, all of the ways you keep falling back into, like, it's the cage that you're keeping yourself in. And you can, the crazy thing about it is like, it's like you see all that God has allowed you to be. And there's like this desire. I'm like, I want to be free. I want to be out of this cage. But it's like, sis, look, the key is inside with you. You have the power to get out. The Holy Spirit in you gives you the power and the authority to get out. And it's like, take the key and stop and shut it and stop going back. Because mm-hmm. it was like, you would come, I would come out roam around, be in my freedom, be with the Lord, be at church, be in community with people who are like-minded. All the, I was doing all the things. And then it was like that one slip would take me back into the cage. And then it was like, all right, shut the door. Like, I'm just going to stay in the cage because the cage, when you're confined, it can feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'm finding comfort in this. I've been here before. It's familiar. I'm with their being freedom. It's like, it's all kinds of stuff. And it's like, you can kind of get afraid of like, wow, like I have freedom. I have dominion. I, and it allows it, like, it makes us stay stuck in things. And it's like, no, like I've given you so much more. Like you don't have to stay in bondage. Like, and how does that slip happen? It's like you get, yeah. you get, you get there, you know, you get, you get out the cage. Use your example. You get out the cage and you're roaming around in your freedom and your green pastures and all the things God has blessed you with. And you feel so grateful. You feel good. Yeah. And so now you're like, oh, I'm not the same as when I was in the cage. Mm-hmm. And then something that's tied to that cage, let's say it's smoking weed again. Yeah. And you hit that blunt. And the next thing you know, you done, big, you done backslid right yeah. back into the cage. Right. And it's not because you're still that same person right. but those same yeah. you know what I'm saying that's something that was convicting you yeah. like you said and so to go backwards to it yeah that was that was the entryway right back into the cage yeah. so I don't think you can ever get so comfortable with uh, well I've been praising God for two weeks so I think I'm good now I'll be fine if I hit the blunt one more time mm-hmm. like I'm just read the Bible after I do it yeah like it's not it's not that simple yeah no like, it's not that simple it's so easy to backslide. I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> yeah, no, and literally, it was like, how does that slip happen? I think the moment you take your eyes off Jesus, mm-hmm. the moment you f- you switch your focus, the moment you begin looking at the things around you rather than at Him, and trying to figure out how you can negotiate to have both. Yes, it's there like, is no like, there is no both. <laughs> there, there really isn't. Like, no, there really isn't. Scripture talk. I can't think of the exact verse, but in Galatians, Galatians five, like it talks about. Um, you'll find like the fruit of the spirit there, but you also will see kind of like. Um, it talks about like what living with the fruit of the spirit, but also like the basically the spirit of 
like the world and it's like it talks about all of these different things and they contrast each other like there's you cannot have both and it literally tells us that you can't mm-hmm. and so I'm like why do we keep trying to do something that it literally like it literally says mm-hmm. you can't but the thing is is like we keep trying to do both because we feel like the world has so much more to offer and it doesn't mm-hmm. and it's like we have got to stop allowing culture and social media and the news and the world to paint this picture that what they're doing and where they're at is more beautiful than kingdom like i just and it's hard because when people there has to be like this really um I think people just need an encounter with Jesus, but they won't even take themselves to even encounter Jesus because they feel like, oh, I'm too messy. And I believe, and I think the Christ, like Christians have done a very horrible job of like allowing people in the world into the church and like showing them grace and showing them love because it's like we are not perfect people. We are and that's all. Why I wanted to have this conversation. Yeah. A lot of the times you will see someone step into who God called them to be, and you're just like, you know, you can. You're kind of like, whoa, yeah. like. Like, you do think, like, well, she was just, so that she just no longer, you know, you start thinking these yeah. things, and it's yeah. like, well, did the preacher and his wife wait right. to marriage? <laughs> you know, you start, yeah. Yeah. you start thinking about all kinds of things, like, are they perfect yeah. people? Yeah. And then I can sit here and say, I know it, it's not true, even from a fitness aspect, yeah. because as a fitness trainer, sometimes I backslide. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I, I just ate a burger. I backslide. <laughs> At this point, I'm just yes, on the backside. Like I just don't yeah, sometimes I struggle to get back into it. Yes. Sometimes I struggle in the gym. Sometimes I go to the gym, and I might have a whole workout plan in my head, but I might just can't yeah. that day. You know, yeah. like people will look at you and think, like fitness aspect, like oh she's some kind of superwoman, mm. or like oh my gosh she's just so this she's so like no I just keep trying. Yeah, even when I mess up. I try again the next day. I try again the next meal. I try again the next workout. And I think it works the same way with God. Like, if I go to the gym and I know I was supposed to do four sets, and I was like, they only got three in me. Yeah. But I'm negotiating that with myself because I really could do four. Right. <laughs> but I only do three. Yeah. And then, you know, I leave and I don't feel that good. Mm. I'm like, dang, I could have did four. Mm-hmm. And so the next day I go back. Nah, I, I settled yesterday. I'm not yeah. doing three. I'm I'm gonna do exactly what I said I was gonna yeah. do when I walked in here. Yeah. And so I think you have to have the same firmness with your relationship with God. Like, I said I was gonna read my Bible. I said I was gonna go to church this Sunday. I said I was gonna go do that community group. I said I was gonna go pray for this. I'm like, let me just start doing it. I said I was gonna pray in the morning before I wake up. I said I was gonna pray yep. at night before I go to bed and close yep. my eyes. That's the least I can do because yep. I said I was gonna yeah. do it. Yeah. And so I think the more you start you know, really just getting more serious and intentional. That's the word, intentional yes. about your routine, yes. your habits. Because your habits are ultimately the things that either set you back or prepare you forward. Certainly, yeah. And your habits are also your routine. And I had to learn that in Cali, like my routine, <laughs> <laughs> I was so, I was messing up. You talking about smoking weed? <laughs> it's legal. <laughs> It was legal. <laughs> you could just go up the street it to the dispensary, it, yeah. like, oh, right. long day. Oh, dispensary, just, yeah. please. You know, so right. I was I was just smoking way too much. Like, and I don't even think that's one of those things that it's like, God's like to me, don't do that. But more so for me, it's just like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Me, it's like, 
you're doing that so you don't feel nothing. I say you got to get to the root of it. Yeah, you try to not feel nothing. And I think everybody always tries to have that fight. Well, God made everything, and everything's made by like He made. Why are you doing it? And is it really recreational? At the end of the day, like what idols are you creating, and Mm -hmm. what are you trusting in? And I I don't want to take it in this direction and and go there. But um, I think that just even goes back to like the whole like. People talk about horoscopes and crystals and and weed. And I'm so glad she did that. All the, th- I <laughs> I might regret it, but I just think that people try and like they try and that's another thing of like trying to do both. I'm like you cannot sit here and tell me people like when you are reading these horoscopes, when you're going to these crystals, when you're going to these things for healing power and like figuring out like what am I supposed to do today? What what is it saying? You they contradict each like it contradicts each other because I'm like. If your horoscope tells you to go move to Atlanta and God tells you, no, I want you to stay planted, nine times out of ten, you're going to listen to your horoscope. Because mm-hmm. your horoscope is like, it's like, oh, well, like, that's what it says to do. And it's like, when it contradicts each other, who are you listening to? What are you listening to? And it's like, when you're going, picking up a crystal rather than picking up your Bible or, you know, hanging out with friends and, you're, you know, going to people community who can help pray with you and help, you know, God is the ultimate healer. And it's like, I think so often, like, the world tries to like do these both ends and make excuses and talk about like, oh, this is from the Lord and you can use it. And it's like, no, the issue is y'all have made them idols. And this is where you're going for. That's where you go first. You pick up the blunt. You pick up the crystals. You read your horoscopes. You do all of these things. You're looking at the stars. You're figuring out. You're looking at the stars. And like, it's just all of these things. And I believe God is a He's omnipresent. He's all knowing. He's all things. He's creator of all. And so I don't think he's confined to certain things. I'm sure God can speak through the stars. I'm sure God can use different things to speak and do different. He's God. He's all knowing. I was he's thinking li- that the other day. Like He's limitless. Know, who's to say that he won't give someone a message through that? But then I also just stop and I think like, well, why does one even turn to that anyway? Is it because your relationship with God is lacking? Is it because you feel like you can't hear? Is it fear? I feel like a lot of people turn to these idols and things because of fear. It's like the world is a crazy place right now. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what's going to happen. And so this gives you a a piece of of what you think is a piece of certainty. Yeah. Or it it helps you know. Like (laughs) my friend told me, so Tamisha, um... As long as you know what the plan is and you know what the play is, you're able to go along for the ride. But the minute you feel like you don't know, you're not sure, mm. you're quick to you're quick to try to jump yeah. out the car. Yeah. And a lot of the times we do the same thing with God. I don't I don't God, I don't see it. I don't know how you're going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't I can, I don't even believe what you said to yeah. me no more cuz I can't see it. Yep. And so now I'm ready to just get out the car because everything yeah. in the world look better than what you yes. over here talking yes. about because you talking about have patience, you talking about trusting Every, stuff yes. that I can't see. I can't even hear you for real. I don't even see you. And you want me to literally. <laughs> everything God me. says, it goes against culture. Like we live mm-hmm. in a hustle culture where it's like work, 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 grind, grind, grind. God tells me to rest. Girl, like God told me quit my job. I'm so glad like, you said that. That might be a sign from God. To <laughs> job. And I don't mean quit job. Like, but it just means like Sabbath. Like he tells mm-hmm. us to take these sab- like our Sabbath. And like there's just so much that culture tries to tell us to do and and it's like every time you align it with the word of god it's it contradicts each other Mm -hmm. and people may think i'm like every if you bring me something i'm going to put it up against the word of god because the word of god is truth and if it does not align with what the word of god says then i'm just like that's it's not it Mm -hmm. it's not it because the word of god is god and he gave it to us we talked about earlier as an instruction and so it's like so in their script, I mean, their scriptures about all like going to witches and going to these, you know, mm-hmm. 
using who was the, the guy in the Bible who went to the witch? Oh, child, I don't know. I don't remember. I, I don't be knowing. All I ain't get that Bible stories as well either. Some people be thinking I know. I be struggling, but um, but it's like it talks like everything you're you're looking for. It actually is in the Word, and mm-hmm. I think like it's honestly easy and convenient for people. And because we live in a world of social media, everybody's able to like show like, oh, this is what I did to cope. This is what I did to you know see healing and let out spirits and all this stuff. I'm like, y'all think y'all letting out spirits and you're letting more spirits in. And I'm like, the thing is Girl, like it's real. Like there are I had and sage in my house and I was. Um, well, we wasn't really, whatever, we was cool. And, um, he was like really heavy into God and his parents were too. And he had came over my house one day and he's like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, uh, Sage, he's like, no, I know that, but why do you have it in your house? And I'm like, well, you know, they say he cleans the spirits. He's like, Tamisha, you don't need that shit. Throw it in the trash. He was like, um, how do you get rid of evil spirits i said i don't know what thing that you threw away in trash yeah <laughs> and he's like you call on the name of the lord yeah and i'm like wow so then i started stopping and start thinking like and i think about all those exorcism movies that like people used to watch stuff and they just pull out a cross and they start praying they start calling on jesus <laughs> like you don't need say <laughs> yeah i just think don't into that point it's like you you can't do both like it's just mm-hmm. you can't tell me like i think that like Again, I, I didn't even want to go on this because I know everybody going to be okay. hooping and hollering. The Saints love to hoop and holler. And I don't like arguing with the Saints. They gonna, I just we ain't got to argue. I just tell them. To, just you said what you said. I just read the Bible. Just read the Bible. That's all I got for you. But, um, yeah, it's just like God is the ultimate healer. And he has the power to heal. He has the power to cast out demons. We do as well. We The Holy Spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. It, it resides in us. And so it's like we have more power and authority than we think we do. And we're going to the ways of this world to do things that God was like, I gave you power and dominion and authority to do it yourself. And through me, through my power, through my spirit that lives within you. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just think it's important that like we have to cast we have to cast down idols. And the thing is, Christianity, it, and I think that's what the struggle is so much with like this whole Christianity and being in the world. Christianity doesn't look cute like when some if somebody's hearing this and they're thinking about all the things i can do in the world and all the things that like come with christianity i tell people all the way all the time like being a christian is fun i don't ever 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 want anybody to think like oh she not living her best life i'm living i have i have eternal like i have a peace that surpasses all understanding like when things are going on and it's like i'm down and like people are down in shambles like sierra how do you have joy because i have god like it all goes back to god and i'm like i have things like he gives a peace that the world can't give. He gives mm-hmm. a love and a joy that the world cannot give. And it's like, there's the thing is, is we're all searching for something. There's this void that everybody has, that everybody keeps trying to fill. And it's like, y'all keep filling it with all of these things and y'all keep coming back because it's temporary. Mm-hmm. And it's not, we keep saying temporary fix. It's actually temporary fit. Like, you just keep failing yeah. every time. <laughs> like, it's not fixing anything. It's not adding, um, yeah, it's not adding anything. And so, I just like encourage people to like really I had I did both and I've seen both and I can tell anybody who's watching listening and it's like should I try God out should I should I do this it's an unexplainable love that literally just you are submerged in and it's just like I found purpose. I found identity. I found a reason for living when things I'm not saying bad things don't ever happen. Bad things happen and I have a peace about it. I have a, mm-hmm. a knowing that there's a God 
who is in control and he works all things together for the good of those who love him. And so it's like, even though I don't like what I'm in right now, I know that what God said is true. I know that what he said about me, I know that the words that he's spoken, it will come to pass. And I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the, like, I believe his word. And it's just like, all you have to do is believe all the word, literally all you have to do is believe. And the salvation part is easy. It's the sanctification that takes time. And you have got to get in the right community. You have to walk with people who are on the same path as you. You have to get with people who are saying like, nah, sis, you're not living according to your purpose. There's more in you. God's called you to do something. I'm not going to allow you to stay where you at because I know there's more for you. We can't keep staying in friendships and relationships and with people unequally yoked friendships and relationships. Like we always talk about the relationship part of it, but like friendships are unequally yoked as well. Mm -hmm. And you can't put one's going one direction and one's going the other. A yoke combined two mules together and it's like you cannot if you're connected you literally cannot go separate ways mm -hmm. and so it's like one is going to pull one to the other and I always say that it's easier to pull somebody down off a chair than it is to pull somebody up onto one mm -hmm. and a lot of times no, we're trying to stand on this chair and we're trying to pull all these people up to Christianity and as we're reaching down to pull people up like we're you allowing them to pull down. them down mm -hmm. pull us down and it's like no like you have to stand firm and but like, I'm not going to be in unequally yoked friendships or relationships. I know who God's called me to be, and I'm going to find it's out there. The relationship is out there. The community, the people, they're out there. But no, seriously. You just got to do the work. You got to do the work. And I think as long as you continue to be a good person, like, I pride myself on that. Like, you know, just always being who I am, not letting things or people change me into yeah. Into anything that I'm not, yeah, yeah. you know, and so as long as you continue to stay true to yourself, like those things come into alignment with you. But the issue is nowadays, a lot of people don't. That's a whole nother conversation. We're about to wrap this up because yeah. people people don't want to do the work for real. They don't. People don't want to do the work. People are afraid to look at themselves in the mirror. They're afraid to go to God. Like the world, yeah. the world is easier. Yeah. It's so much easier to roll up and smoke. It's so much easier to go drink with your homegirls who's not pushing you to do better for yeah. yourself or for your kids. It's so much easier to do all those things and fall into that stuff. It's so much easier to keep laying up with somebody who you don't even like him. Yeah. You know, it's so yeah. much easier to keep doing those things than to look yourself in the mirror and get real yeah. with yourself. But when you really want to change your life, you gonna look in the mirror and get real with yeah. yourself. Like you're no longer, you can no longer. That's when you really can no longer talk about other people. Yeah, I don't like to sit around and talk about other people Certainly. because I be like, bro, yeah, y'all like. So you ain't never. No, you're not supposed to. We're not here to. You ain't never did nothing crazy not before. Why judge. are we talking about what somebody else did? Like that's I'm not. I'm not here to judge you. Yeah. I'm here to worry about me. So. And the end, the end time for me. I'm trying that's to, it. I'm trying to get in the gates. I ain't worried about you. I can't help you. That's I got it. That's all. Like, I can help you, but I can't. I can't speak for nothing nobody else right. and did. Yeah. Like that's something they struggle. We all have struggles. Whatever. Move on. Yeah. But you know that was a really good conversation. Yeah. No. Anything you wanted to ask me before we Ooh, wrap it up? Man, um, I should have had a question for you. I was. I mean, I would just ask. You know, as you are creating this platform, like, what is your your hope for women? Um, what is your hope for other girls, even after this conversation, um, that you hope somebody would take from this um, and from your podcast in general? That's a good question. Well, to take from this episode, I really just want other girls who are our age in your twenties, in your twenties, you're struggling. Yeah. You don't. You're trying to figure so it out, or even younger, wherever you might be yeah. on your journey. I just want women to know, like. You're not alone with the things yeah. that you think, yeah. with the process, with the struggle of the journey. Like, it's not, like, 
I'm not going to say it's not easy to follow God. It's, it's easy, but it's easy to follow the world, too. Yeah. And so I just want women to know, like, you're not unheard. You're not unseen. Like, there's other people that think like that. There's other people that have these same questions, yeah. you know. And just because you have been where you are does not mean that you can't get out of that. Yes. Like, that's always my hope. Like, my hope is just yeah. overall for the, sh the show, just for everything that I do is to give hope. Like, yeah. God comforts you so that you can comfort others. Yeah. So... A lot of times I'll hear people tell me, oh, like, be careful telling your business. I already went through that. That's not my business mm -hmm. no more. Mm -hmm. That's God's business. Yeah. That's how I look yeah. at it. It's if it's something that I'm currently, you know, right now, through, yeah. that's my business. Right. I can keep that to myself. Yeah. That's my information. But I've already went through that. Yeah. So I went through that and experienced that to be able to help somebody else's Else experience yes. be a little bit smoother. Certainly. So that's my goal. Like, you know, bless this mess. Yeah. It's it's We're all a mess. Like, we all have some kind <laughs> of mess. mess. You yeah, know, some kind yeah. of messiness. Something. We all you don't it. make your bed in the morning. <laughs> you don't always brush it's your teeth something. two times yeah. a day. It's something with you. Like, yeah. you struggle in areas that somebody else has. Certainly. But you're still blessed. Yeah. So that's my whole, you know, spiel, my whole, all my goal, way. my hope. Yeah, I just want women to just be able to pivot. Yeah. Be able that's to so pivot. good. That's mm -hmm. so good. And I believe that they will. And I, I would say this lastly is just my my hope and my goal, as you were saying it, it just reminded me of just like my purpose and what I feel like God has just called me to do. And what I want to share with you and every woman that's listening is like, um, there's nothing that you could do that will ever separate you from the love of God. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that you can do, will do, or haven't done, whatever that will separate you from that. And you're not too far. Um, and it's never too late. Well, I don't want to say it's never too late. Like, you can start now. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like, start now rather than later because um, tomorrow is not promised. Mm -hmm. And it's like, God loves you. God loves his his children, his daughters, and um, he wants to be in relationship with you. And so, like, you, you can't go too far. You can't go too far, do too much um, for him to be able to use you. Like, and you're being used by God. And so I am super excited to see all that comes from this. And mm -hmm. I'm super proud of you. This was Thank fun. We we'll have to do this again. No, we do have to do this again we'll because to, there's some stuff that I didn't, yeah, I did not get to get into because we didn't talk about how following God changes your relationships and friendships, but we're going to get into that. That's a whole nother spill for another day. Girl, I got a whole book on so. that coming. So <laughs> stay tuned. Shameless make, plug. <laughs> make sure y'all follow me on Instagram at Tamisha and follow Sierra. Yes, I am at underscore Sierra Nicole with two E's. And Sierra is I-E. Yes, C-I-E-R-A-N-I-C-H-O-L-E-E. -E. Yes, hope y'all love this episode and catch, well, catch me back. You're going to catch her back too, but catch us on the next episode. Yeah. <laughs>